you just heard three tracks from our guest today, Miss Caitlin Butts. We started off with It Won't Always Be This Way from her just new released album, What Else Can She Do? Followed by her 2021 single, Marfa Lights. And then we just played Bored If I Don't, also from her new album, What Else Can She Do? Howdy, Miss Caitlin. Hi, how's it going? That's awesome. You know, I want to welcome you back. It's just so great to have you back on our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond series. We're just thrilled to death, and congratulations on this new release. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to finally have this thing out. I've been working on it for a long time. Yes, I, I understand. It's It's been a long work in process. It's so gorgeous. I just, uh, top to bottom, just impeccable production, and I love the content. It's it's to me it speaks to really troubled yet strong and resilient women yes, so perfect for the women's show and it's just just a great cut and i know you've been so you mentioned you've been working on this a while uh, when were most of these songs written um so i put out my last project in 2015 and i would say these are written around 20 I want to say 2016 through 20, all the way until 2020. Um, but most of them were written in this kind of block of between 2016 and 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything except for what else can she do? And I wrote that, uh, you know, at this kind of the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I felt like, you know, that song kind of tied everything together for me and, um, kind of made me realize that there was a theme to all these songs um, with the question asking, what else can she do? Yes. And so all those songs were wrote, written in kind of like a, you know, certain time frame. And so, um, and I know it's kind of like a smaller album. I know there's only seven songs, but I really didn't want to disrupt kind of what theme I had going on there. You know, un, unintentionally had a theme, but um when I wrote What Else Can She Do, I really kind of figured it out. Pulled it all together, didn't it? Yes. I, I, I want to credit the the artist, uh, both on the album cover and uh, the single Blood, uh, that kind of 50s retro vibe thing. Yeah. How did that come together so well? So uh, for Blood, I've always been a huge fan of Ann Painter's. Um, her... Her art is really funny. You always find it in boutiques with funny mm-hmm. catchphrases. It's always like a 1950s housewife. Right. I forgot you know? to have kids. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. She's like, where's my martini? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I love not camping, things like that. <laughs> I love her. And so I kind of wanted to, that 1950s housewife is kind of the ideal um I don't know, some of these girls in the in the music, you know, we have the expectation to be kind of like that sometimes. And um, I I had this idea. I kind of, I whenever I send artwork to my, the guy that does most of my artwork, Pecos McCool, um, I create stuff on my iPad um, that looks really, you know, kind of, and then <laughs> he turns it into something that I can actually turn in art-wise. Oh, you know um, what, I got So I kind of, Go I ahead. found these different pictures um, and put them all together, and then, you know, he turned it into what it is, and kind of with all the artwork that I've done, um, I'll send it to him, and 
what my my I call it my iPad drawing, and I'll send it to him, and he'll make it into something really neat. Um, and that's kind of how it came about that the title or the album cover. Um, I wanted to be. I told him I want to be standing outside of a diner. Use this picture. I want that someone. I I always love including different aspects of Thelma and Louise. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. Um, do interesting things that I do randomly. And so I wanted to put those mountains that they traveled through um, out in the background, put a blood moon up there, and then I wanted to have the the, the notorious Thunderbird convertible that they drove around in um, out out front. And so um, that's what that's what it turned into, and it turned out really good. I'm really proud of it. Yes, it is. It is just, uh, it, you know, to me, it reflects the the kind of realistic yet spooky and um, foreboding. The whole album, there's this sense of kind of creepy, cool, sad, tragic, but so hopeful. I, I, I just one thing that struck me at every track that I was checking out, there's a, always a paradox. You know, the the pain and brokenness. At the same time, strength and perseverance, resiliency. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that there's a lot of beauty in um, like vul- being vulnerable and like kind of being at your weakest point or your you know you're not best you're not your fullest self yet. And I think there's some beauty in kind of figuring that out and being at kind of your lowest point almost. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of where I was whenever I wrote most of these songs and everything was just kind of in shambles whenever I wrote these songs and I was just trying to observe and, you know, really work through some of this stuff and try to identify what made it all so tragic, but also, you know, formative in those years, you know, of me kind of being a young, a young woman, just trying to figure things out. It's it's so it's so well spoken there because I think that is when the healing happens is when you're you know the rubber hits the road man this is this is the dumps this is this is tough and mm-hmm. you really did write your way through that from these songs I'd I'd like to jump right into um, it won't always be this way and uh, kind of talk a little bit about the songs that the folks just heard <clears throat> excuse me um, I I caught a little clip of you and the guitar um, just doing that opening riff um, mm-hmm. from It Won't Always Be This Way. It, is yeah. that actually the beginning? Is that the true beginning? Or what point in the creation of that song did that riff come from? Um, I have a... So So what clip you might have seen is me playing the electric guitar, and that was me in the studio. Yes. Um, and that actually ended up being what we put at the very top of the track. Um, but that lick was kind of the, um, like the original, that was the original melody that I was kind of singing to myself in a parking lot one night. I was kind of, that phrase, it won't always be this way, was something that my mom and I had always said to each other when we were kind of going through some, some bad times. And one night, um, I was just kind of, humming that song to myself, humming that melody and those words to myself kind of like a lullaby because I was just, at the end of the day, I was kind of defeated and not feeling really great, but trying to be optimistic. And um, I started singing that melody and uh, I, I can't remember when the next time I sat down with it, but whenever I got down with my guitar, I started to play that that melody with it. And that's how I wanted the song to start out. 
and um, I really wanted to have that tremolo guitar in there. I, I'm a huge fan of Nancy Sinatra and her song Bang Bang. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I really loved how, how you know, kind of creepy that start. I really wanted to start out sounding kind of scary and really set the tone for the album um, and know that it wasn't, you know, like my last one where it's a lot more cutesy or kind of like in the tone of Marple Lice or How Lucky Am I. I really wanted people to know that there was a, a shift change in direction and that this was going to be a more serious album. And I really wanted to, to start it off scary <laughs> you you nailed it <laughs> like Ooh, what's gonna happen now all mysterious <laughs> that's really cool um and and how uh, inspired and wonderful it is that the mantra that you and your mother shared lined up with this melody yeah yeah it it was something that we said for so long and without things getting better you know it became really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so um, we would say this and then it just kind of became the sad thing that we would say because it was like, are things going to be this way forever? We don't know, but you know, hopefully, you know, things take a turn, but for a while it it was really, really tough. Yeah. Like it can't always be this way. (laughs) Yeah. Surely not. Truly, surely not. Please Lord. (laughs) Um, like even now looking back like I feel like now there's so there there's you know it won't always be this way in a sad way like you know hopefully we'll get out of this but even in now looking where I'm at now um I feel like I'm in really good times where I know I have this feeling of like it won't always be this great you know I I have this like different you know weight to that phrase where it's like I'm always now I've got PTSD I'm like you know, anticipating those, you know, shoe. taking it the worst, but, um, <laughs> but so taking, being appreciative of things that are going well now. So. Oh, yeah. I seeing it kind of from the flip side, but it's still yeah. true. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> we should remember that on both sides when we're, when it's rough and when it's awesome, like it ain't yeah. always going to be this way. Be a brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Uh, I know last summer when we spoke, um, I mentioned board if you don't, and I specifically said, "Can we? Are we going to be able to hear that on the next album?" And um, I love, I love it. Uh, board if you don't, the kind of a young woman, um, married too young, maybe. Um, it seems sounds really torn between, you know, doing what's right, sticking with her man, but it's just not what she, what her heart needs, and what she truly needs. And it is absolutely one of my favorites on the album and if you could speak to kind of the writing of that obviously it's written during that troubled darker times yeah so i i always kind of introduce this song by saying the song is for all the housewives that want to leave their husbands you know which always kind of gets a couple of laughs but i mean (laughs) it's, it's more of a serious song for sure i think we've all been in the place where we've been with someone that we we care for, but we're not either ready to have that kind of love yet. Um, and they're a great person, but they're just not for you. And you don't really know how to navigate that or let it go. And sometimes, you know, you, you take the not so healthy way out and just like, you know, do bad things and you want to leave and you, you make yourself out to be like a, um, a villain and, uh, so that so that they'll just leave, so it's not their fault, I guess. But yeah. 
but that's kind of I started writing this. Uh, Mike McClure, who was my producer on my last album, he's in the Great Divide. Um, he called, he was going to do a soundtrack to this this uh, movie, and he called and sent me the screenplay and had me read through it, and said, "Whatever comes to mind, just write it and send it to me, and we'll we'll record it." And um, I started writing, you know, around this phrase board if I don't and this girl that you know wants to leave but you know committed to something when she was too young to even really know what she was doing and I kind of realized that this was kind of this felt like a sequel to my song Wild Rose where this girl you know you know wants to bloom where she's planted and stay home with this man that she loves and then you know I feel like I wanted Wild Rose to go a little bit wild for a little while (laughs) and (laughs) I wanted to kind of, once I kind of figured that out, I was like, okay, I know where I want this song to go. And um, because I feel like there's so many probably women out there that, you know, have been, hadn't really seen the world before, you know, they settled down. And um, I wanted to shine a light on that. Very nice. Very well done. Uh, And and the title track. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. We already talked about that. (laughs) uh, What else can she do? Um, I'll tell you what else can she do? Yeah. Okay. And um, thank you. Oh, yeah, I had, uh, thank you for the correction. Um, yeah. What else can she do? Uh, again, it's it's just uh, everything that you write f- from what I can see is has such a, a big heart. Like you have so much compassion for the folks in, in their, in these struggles. And obviously at that time it was you, you know, you had the hopes and the dreams. Um, but, damn, that woman's a realist. Like, well, what else can I do? She puts puts on her apron. It's yeah. so pragmatic and strong. I just love that strength. I, I just, it's, it's a great track. Um, and it, like you said, it pulls the whole album together. Um, and I, I want to kind of segue from that song into some of the players because that steel in that song is just completely nails that heartache from what I, yeah. from my ears. And that was, uh, Chipper, and he's an incredible pedal steel player. Say it again. Justin Chipper, S-C-H-I-P-P-R. Okay. You there? Yeah. Okay. Um, So from the... you know, if you'd speak to uh, what else can she do a little bit, I know you said you wrote that kind of to wrap everything up, and then into the players and the production of the album. Yeah, um, I wrote. I wrote. What else can she do? Uh, sitting on my couch with my mom, and we were just kind of talking about, um, you know, during the pandemic. I I don't know if you saw this, but uh, domestic violence had become yes. a really really big thing, and and you think about all the the moms and kids that are kind of trapped in their homes with someone that, or might have been trapped in a house with someone that you know mm-hmm. they get to escape from you know at least eight hours of the day and um but whenever you're stuck at home with them i feel like um there are a lot of people maybe trapped yes that and is so true. um i i was kind of thinking about just what the, the kind of place that they had been in and you know and how it was really hard for probably them to leave um if they needed to and or you know, you get gaps away from them for a little bit, but, um, and that's kind of how it kind of started. 
and and like wow like I didn't even think about you know people that were stuck at home and and kids that were stuck at home that couldn't go to school and get you know get those free meals and we were talking about that and just people that still had to get up and go to work also I mean there were so many you know nurses and you know um essential workers mm-hmm. that had to just keep going and um I with all that in mind I, I kind of we came up with the story of this girl that you know, was able to leave and then um, leave this guy. And then she's, you know, she's trying to escape to go to the big city to be something. And then she ends up just being um, a waitress at a diner. And, um, you know, there's, she doesn't have any other choice but to do that. And um, just the different, there's so many different ways that I was, things that I was thinking about when I was writing it. And, um, but essentially it's just this girl that is, has the mundane, you know, wake up, go to work, work all day, go home, go to sleep, wake up and do it all over again. And I think we've all, we've all, all these things are so common, you know, it's not, they're not unique scenarios where, you know, you wake up and you just feel like you're, you know, it's repetitive and it's like, what am, and what am I working for right now? Or right. I feel like everyone's been there and, um, Another thing that I wanted to say about you, we were talking about the artwork a second ago, that a tie that I, I really wanted to point out between like the, the reason why I wanted to include um, the Thelma and Louise theme into my artwork. And I don't think I've said this before, but um, I just remembered it Um, with the word, with the phrase, what else can she do? I don't know if you've seen Thelma and Louise. Have you seen that? (laughs) Of course. So if you haven't, Spoiler alert, um, they end up, you know, grabbing each other's hands and driving yep. off the cliff uh-huh. at the sea. And, and I really, I I think, you know, the whole point to that movie was what what other choice did she have? They they knew that they didn't have, they were going to end up in jail. You know, the, the world was against them at that point in time. And they didn't have any other choice. So what else could they have done? Their only cho- choice that they had was to jump off that or drive off that cliff Uh so i I think i wanted to tie that you know theme into there kind of secretly for myself but certainly brilliant um, so excuse me is that the actual t-bird is that the real i mean the same model yeah and everything and and i and also uh selma or no louise was a diner at the the beginning of the movie as well and I've, i've done a photo shoot where i'm I we made a custom uh, waitress outfit to kind of match her her oh. uniform, and so I'm gonna post in those here pretty soon. Oh, um, but I re- yeah, I really just wanted to tie in theme, little themes like that that made me happy. I don't know if anyone will ever catch on to it if I don't tell them flat out, but um, but those were things that I really wanted to work in there because that movie just means a lot to me. Very very cool, and your um. I, I just I love those little uh, tying the threads together, and uh, well, the folks who listen to this will know, <laughs> and and any other press you're doing that make sure that folks yeah. know. You know, there's a lot of thought and a heart put into this project, mm-hmm. and it, it really shows. Uh, I I want to briefly, if you can, uh, speak a little bit to your uh, produce production and uh, some of the session players. Yeah, so I had like the best people you could have come play on your album. Uh, Oren Thornton produced it. He produced um, Angelina Presley's last record. 
um, Rangold. Uh-huh. Um, but Oren is just a really cool buddy of mine that I met through Angelina Presley. I'd written with, I had written Blood with her, um, just she and I, and it was like my second co-write. And she said, I've got this, I've got a write coming up soon with my friend Oren if you want to jump in on it with me. And so that's how I met Oren. You know, he's produced stuff with like Brent Cobb and Angelina, and he's just really well really well uh, known in, in this town a little bit. And he called um, Fred Eltringham, who plays drums for, like, Sheryl Crow, um, Justin Shipper uh, to play Steel. He's played on, like, Chris Stapleton. He's performed with Carrie Underwood, Chris Stapleton, Chris Christopherson. Um, like, <laughs> just, like, so many, you know, heroes in mind. Yeah. Um, there's Joshua Grange, who played guitar. Um, Lex Price, who has played with so just if you look up all these guys' uh, bios, it is it's insane. Um, Fred Eltringham one was the one that I was super excited for because I'm a huge fan of Cheryl Crow and uh, but that I've never made a, an album, you know I've only made one other than this one, and so going into it, I was so nervous because this is like a it was a just a traditional um Nashville way to make an album you go in the studio for a couple days um you play through you they chart the song they play through it a couple times and it's done and and it ends up being like okay that was that was it like I don't (laughs) it was amazing like now the song is done oh my gosh that was incredible I I just have never really done things like that before and it, it was a really um, incredible experience just getting to watch people that are so um, professional and just so great at what they do. They You tell them the vibe and they nail it the first time. And uh, it was so cool to watch, you know, people like that. But that was my experience in the studio. That sounds really exciting. Uh, and, and for it to be your first exposure to that, I can't, I just can't even imagine. I'm trying to visualize it. Uh, that the true true professionals like dudes just go in. Oh, got this. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they know the form, and you say, "I want it to be like rock and roll and big and loud and lots of dynamics." And then they're like, "Okay, cool. Let's do it." And, and then it's like exactly how you've had it, how I've had it in my head for you know years, and they did it without me having to do mouth guitar or anything like that. They just know right. <laughs> That what I'm looking for. Amazing. So it's, it's a really- very, very cool. And I assume um, <laughs> that they're not tour musicians. And I know you have uh, some runs, including the album release and show in Nashville that when this airs will have happened. Um, so congratulations on that ahead. <laughs> um, some runs. Oh, I'm so excited. I've never played my own show in Nashville, and this is it's my first one is sold out, so I'm so pumped. Wow. And a WMOT appearance, I believe I saw. Yes, that's correct. I've so, got a couple things. Super cool. And then they're going to kind of do a run through Texas and Oklahoma and get some home home turf there. Uh, so who's with your touring band? Um, I've, I've got a bunch of Okies and one Texan. Um, I've got a guy named Bobby Texas, who is um, from Stephenville, Texas, and he. And then I've got Walton McMurray on drums, Eric Wools on bass, uh, Matt Hargis on guitar, and Lane Hawkins on fiddle. 
and they they're so much fun they're just a bunch of good old boys that you know love to play music and um, i'm excited to i'm excited for i hope that someday they can all quit their day jobs and we can all just go get in the van and just be on the road so that's that's the goal for us right now. Awesome. Well, you got to ex- expand it. I mean, right? We want to. We want to see you up here back in the Midwest. I've had very honored and, and pleased to have seen you twice in the last six eight months, like with Jamie Lynn, the uh, you know solo acoustic thing, and then open up for uh, Flatland. So um, you've you know made some inroads here. We, we certainly want to see you come around Remind- again. Sorry. Remind me where you're at again. Oh, Lincoln, Nebraska. So I saw you okay. in Omaha, and right. um, then down the road at a venue that we we're not supposed to say on the word, on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we both know where it's wet. Um, and yeah, yeah. So uh, we do uh, do stay in touch, hon. And speaking of stay in touch, how uh, do folks follow you? Uh, see what's going on. See all these really cool videos and uh, press photos. I mean, type my name into Google search, Caitlin Butt, like your butt, but plural. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Twitter, but right now I'm locked out of it. That's pending. I don't know what I did, but I locked out of Twitter for a minute. I really didn't do anything this time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as you have a social media account, I'm, I am on it. Awesome. Well, that makes it easy for folks. You have plenty of platforms to follow you on. Uh, y'all, we've been speaking with Caitlin Butts and her new release, What Else Can't You Do? Mm-hmm. And released April 15th. And uh, congratulations again. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank and you. We will uh, see you on down the road. Okay. Sounds right, good. Thanks. Bye bye.